practice today. So first of all, then obviously there was lots of lots of discussions yesterday, lots of panels and the thing. What were some of the key talking points uh, that you kind of saw that and discussions that you had with people, things that kept cropping up? So I think it's really interesting to see um, how big hydrogen has become at this event. You know, I've seen it kind of grow from from uh, quite a small part of the event, you know, a few years ago. And now, you know, there's a whole section of the floor dedicated to it. There's a show floor theatre, there's a whole stream of, of um, uh, sessions for it as well. Um, we've had a lot of interest at the stand, a lot of people coming over asking. We've got a, a map on our stand that shows all the hydrogen projects uh, in Scotland um, that are in development. Um, lots of interest in that. I spoke at one of the sessions yesterday, as did Irina, um, and had a lot of good uh, good feedback and good questions. So I think for me, yeah, main takeaway is just that hydrogen is, is on the up um, and everyone seems to be interested. I think it's tipped over that point from being uh, something that might happen to something that's definitely going to happen. Zarina, are you noticing this buzz around hydrogen as well? Lots of people very interested in where, where the development of it, where it's going to go and, and companies that could be at the forefront of it. Definitely. I was at a session yesterday that was about creating market pool and there's definitely lots of interest in hydrogen as a decarbonisation method, but also it was great to see the interest in partnerships and in the public sector's role in helping the market form. Excellent. And indeed, our oh, Scottish Enterprises has released some reports to coincide with, I presume it's to coincide with All Energy. And uh, can you kind of give us a, an executive summary, as it were, of, of, of your findings and, and some of the key points and takeaways? And let's, let's dive into this a bit. Sure. So um, you're right. We, we obviously tried to time it to, to come out at All Energy. We've been working on the reports for quite some time. Um, the reports are focused, um, the, the three that have come out are focused on the demand side uh, for hydrogen. So um, for the last couple of years, we've been um, focusing a lot on hydrogen, but we've done a lot of work looking at the production side of it. Um, and we thought, right, we need to do a bit more on, on the demand side, primarily just to get some information out there to try and um, de-risk investment, really, and, and start some conversations. So, you know, we need to, if, you, if you're coming in as a developer to, to make a, a hydrogen production project, you need to have some certainty out there about what's the sure. what's the market going to be like. So we really thought, right, we need some solid information out there. Um, we've, we've, we've put out a few, so one that covers uh, transport, um, one that covers industry. These are building on sort of previous studies that have gone before. Um, and then also another one that focuses in on the distillery sector, which we think is a, a, a specific opportunity as a potential early mover market for hydrogen. Um, Irina actually led on the report, so, so she can maybe go into a bit more, more uh, depth on some of the, the findings that have come out. But, um, but yeah, the reports are all available online now. So um, for people that are interested, you can go and uh, click on the website and, and have a read. Excellent. Irina, what are some of the key takeaways from these reports, some of the key findings, especially on the demand side? Because we hear, having written about hydrogen now for a few years, we hear so much about the supply and things like that. But it's you need to get one kind of going in tandem with the other, right? Yes, and you need that domestic offtake in the short term. So I think some of the findings were that, of course, in the refining and the petrochemical side, there's real great short-term opportunities and in distilleries as well. Um, in the long-term shipping and aviation, there's lots of potential for e-fuels and hydrogen to be a part of that as well. So we have mapped all of the potential organizations that can do that offtake on a map and it's an interactive online map that hopefully projects can use to find potential customers. Excellent. And, and how do you go about, obviously, the demands is there and will be there, but how do you go about kind of helping companies to to try and adopt hydrogen into their into their businesses? I think that um, regulations and consents are really important because hydrogen is such a, a new market, new technology that maybe streamlining some kind of 
energy system consents and, and on safety would be really helpful to projects um, and also on funding we always ask uh, companies ask about funding so kind of stimulating commercial pilot scale projects would be good and we've got a within scottish enterprise we have a, a sustainability team that works with businesses to help help businesses decarbonize mm -hmm. um, so you know myself and Irina are talking to them trying to kind of inform them of the latest developments in hydrogen so that when they go out and speak to companies they have that in their sort of arsenal of things that they can yeah. offer the company as a decarbonization solution. Um, as I said before, I think a lot of people um, previously had considered it a, you know, a thing that might happen way in the future, not quite sure, really expensive, but I think more and more now it's becoming a real option uh, for companies in terms of decarbonization, you know, particularly um, looking at you know some of the sectors we looked at in the report. So industry, um, you know, if you're using if you're using high temperature heat, for example, then you know hydrogen is, is potentially a good solution for you. So um, yeah, it's going to be a sort of horses for courses situation, I think. But there's certainly going to be some some key sectors where um, hydrogen can play a, a really big role in decarbonising. Excellent. We'll come to that distillery point in a moment because that's a particular passion of mine. Um, but looking at the kind of regulatory environment, in terms of kind of monitor or yeah, regulating the use of hydrogen in the UK. It's government kind of oversight there just yet or is there still some way to go? I think they're aware that there's things that need to be worked on. So there's consultations out at the moment about who will regulate offshore hydrogen pipelines, for example. Um, there's talks about safety and I think industry forums would be a really valuable way to get the views of companies who have been experts in handling gas but now want to learn more about the hydrogen rules. And in terms of that handling gas, is that something, are those skills already there perhaps in the oil and gas sector? Are those quite transferable? They are very transferable and in fact in our in our expert support scheme we see a lot of oil and gas companies applying for help to transition to hydrogen so it's a real interest of them. Excellent. Um, in, the, in the report was there a, did you look at hydrogen blending perhaps bring it into the, the heating network and things? or So we held off on looking at the uh, heat network applications primarily because, um, so SGN, who's the, the, the operator of the gas network in Scotland, has yeah. already done so much work in that space, we right. didn't feel the need to duplicate that. Um, we work closely with SGN, so we're kind of aware of the, the work that they're doing. We're overlapping what we're doing with theirs and kind of hopefully it all clicks together. Um, but certainly, you know, when we're speaking to, to companies and, and speaking to top project developers, We'll kind of cover the elements that have come from our reports in terms of transport and industry demand, but we'll also speak about you know the, the potential demand from from uh, the gas network as well. Obviously, the the blending um, is is still dependent on a on a, a UK decision that's that's still to come later this year, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, we need to wait and see on that. But it's it's clearly going to be a, a massive um, a massive factor in in markets going forwards, whether that's uh, allowed or not. And then further down the line, whether we have the potential for 100% hydrogen networks as well. And, and in the report, was there any kind of preference given to, to green or blue hydrogen or indeed any of the, the multitude of, of rainbow of colours of hydrogen? We're not going to list them all here because we'd be here till tomorrow. But is, do you kind of, are you looking at it as a, a uniform or uniform energy source at this time? Or is there specific focus given to perhaps the different, the different forms of hydrogen? There was an acknowledgement that blue hydrogen will have a role in some decarbonization. So that was taken into consideration, but um, no, it was more on the lines of how can hydrogen be used wherever that comes from. And in the distilleries report, however, there was more focus on green hydrogen, especially because distilleries might be able to produce it themselves using on-site renewables, for example. Excellent. And just come to that distillery's point now. I mean, so many of them are located in kind of far-flung areas of Scotland with a lot of space around them. Does that is does that play into their hands that perhaps there's potential to put wind farms nearby, solar farms nearby? Or 
Is that a, is that a big asset? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, they, they face a lot more constraints than kind of mainland distilleries, for example. So we looked at Isla distilleries and they are off grid. They're not connected to the mainland for their current fuel supplies. So for them, it would be a really interesting opportunity to either you know, do renewables on site or get deliveries from a really close project in the mainland. So yes, those types of characteristics in a distillery are really going to influence if they can get hydrogen and the best cost for them as well. Brilliant. I know that I've written before and there's a Proteum who are looking at the, the Brukladic distillery and, and decarbonizing that. I mean, what makes distilleries kind of such a an accessible market for, for hydrogen use? I think for us, you know, as we say, it's, 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 it is going to be a horses for courses situation. Not every distillery will be will be suitable for hydrogen. So we, we know that straight off the bat. But as you say, there's a number of them that are um, off gas grid. Um, so they're currently paying, you know, for maybe fuel oil. To the, so the, the, their sort of counterfactual um, energy bills are, are maybe quite high. They do need that high temperature heat. They do have this potential of, of you know reusing some of their waste products to potentially produce, um, you know, some of the some of the. Uh, biogas or, or, or hydrogen that they can use. Um, so there's a, there's a few different factors they're feeding into it. I think the other thing is that because of this, the, the sector that they're in, in Scotch whiskey, it means that what they're producing now, they can't sell for several years. So yeah. if they want to be able to be selling a, a green product, um, you know, they need to be thinking about decarbonizing maybe ahead of some other industries because they have that, that lag time. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they're kind of very open at the moment to all the solutions that are potentially available for decarbonisation um, and hydrogen is, is certainly one of them and, and I think the other part of this is that um, there's a number of areas in Scotland where there's a lot of distilleries kind of clustered together right. um, and we know that you know this sort of hydrogen hub approach that the uh, Scottish Government has, has um, put forward and, and that we're kind of trying to, to support where you have you know, lots of potential end users and potentially lots of, of, of producers in the same geographical region, and that can help with um, keeping the costs down, de-risking projects. So again, that kind of lends itself potentially to some of those areas in the country, like maybe Isla uh, or Speyside, where there's a, a kind of cluster of distilleries. Great, and what could be done in Scotland to kind of um, perhaps help the manufacturing sector so that these distilleries that will be decarbonized by hydrogen, perhaps some of the, the electrolyzers and things like that can be manufactured domestically as well. well aside from, from funding, like for example, um, the Scottish Industrial Energy Transformation Fund and those kinds of funds to continue, uh, there's also bespoke support that we can give them. So for example, we have um, expert support scheme just now that's helping companies who want to manufacture products for hydrogen to transition into that area. So that's free consultancy advice. And there's other schemes uh, being done in the Northeast, for example, with, for the ETZ, they have a competition which provides funding as well. So we're hoping that manufacturers can be motivated to consider new products. Excellent. Yeah, the ETZ is something that our readers and listeners will be well, well versed in as we're based in Aberdeen. So it's a, a lot of exciting news going on there. But you mentioned that hydrogen supports or hydrogen expert support network. You kind of reference it a few times in the discussion. Can you tell me a wee bit more about that, please? Yes, sure. So it's, uh, we recently launched it a month ago and it offers two days of uh, fully funded consultancy to companies that are looking to manufacture products or just grow their, their kind of market in you know, market entry into hydrogen. So that is being operated by Opergy, who we commissioned to do this work. And they're going to be given a market insights and a kind of um, a capability assessment for their company. Excellent. And you say you launched it a month ago. How's the uptake been within the first month? It's been really strong, actually, which is what we expected because, you know, leading up to that, we've, we have conversations with companies all the time and it seems like uh, everyone is interested in hydrogen now. Um, you know, we've got a lot, as, we've, as you've said before, a lot of transferable skills from sectors like oil and gas. 
Um, so we were expecting a high uptake and we've had that. I think in the first month, we've already approved over 10 applications. I think we're looking to support um, 50 companies in this it's a kind of pilot scheme to begin with to see how, how it goes. But um, yeah, we're already, already well over 10, I think. Um, and we've had some really interesting applications in. So companies that are, um, you know, have, haven't done anything in hydrogen before, but are looking to get into that as a new space. Some companies that have done a little bit and are looking to grow and seeing that as a market opportunity for themselves. But uh, so yeah, it's, it's a really great scheme. Um, you know, as Arena says, they get this kind of um, tailored advice that's you know, specific to them as a company based on what they do now and what the, it's kind of basically telling them what are the next steps that they could take to get into this, uh, into this opportunity. Um, and it's yeah, two days to begin with fully funded and then an option of additional four days at 50% funding if they want to kind of delve, delve even deeper. Excellent, this is incredibly worthwhile and, and, and useful, useful tool, I suppose. And, and just before we finish up quickly, I'd like to kind of ask you one, if you, if, when people are leaving All Energy later on today, what would be the, the kind of one talking point or one key takeaway, I suppose, with regards to hydrogen that you hope that they go home with? That's a tricky one. I know, um, it's, we've been throwing it at a few people. It's nice to try and put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is possible, it is happening, and we're here to help. Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, echo that, it's definitely possible, it is happening. I think it's definitely going to happen. Uh, and not only that, but Scotland specifically is really well positioned for this. You know, we've got a huge pipeline of projects. We've got a really supportive policy environment, all these different support agencies in place. Um, and then from our perspective, most importantly, we've got this potential supply chain. You know, we've got the companies out there that have the skills um, to, to really take advantage of this um, from an economic perspective for, for Scotland. So we don't want to just be uh, producing hydrogen, using hydrogen. We want Scottish content in those projects and, and, and Scottish economic benefit from them. And I think that's um, really, really going to happen. So um, that's what we're looking for and that's what we're supporting. Absolutely. And we'll all be watching with keen eyes to see how the hydrogen network and industry kind of unfurls in Scotland and see which companies are which Scottish companies are at the at the forefront of that but that's just about all we've got time for today so I'd like to say thank you very much Jamie thank you very much Irina that was absolutely brilliant fascinating and I'll sure be going to look for a copy of these reports uh, just after we finished up here so thank you very much for your time again and yeah just keep up to date with all the all the news from all energy just keep uh, keep an eye on the energy voice and SG voice website thank you very much Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.